Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself. And I'm super happy to be here with you. Hey, 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 a very warm welcome to episode number 66 of the Balancing Act podcast. This week, I have an absolutely gorgeous guest interview to share with you. It is with Gemma Brady. Gemma is the founder of Sister Stories. And her offering is a real like space for connection, unlike um, anything that we have in our normal day to day lives. And through this offering, Gemma um, cultivates compassion um, connection and community with others. And this can be so, so powerful. So she talks to us more about what this this circling movement is, the impact that it has both on an individual level and also collectively. And she shares her own story of how um, this came into being, which is really like a really, really lovely, delicious story to listen to. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy. And um, Gemma also shares her contact details at the end, which are referenced in the show notes. So if you fancy giving Circling a go or becoming a facilitator, then please do get in touch. Good morning, Gemma, and a very, very, very warm welcome to the Balancing Act podcast. It is it's wonderful to have you here. and I've been so, so looking forward to this conversation. Um. So by way of introduction, I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about what your own balancing act looks like just now. I'm really smiling as you asked that question because uh, trying to get both of us to have this conversation (laughs) was so difficult because we were sort of juggling toddlers and illness and diary clashes. And um, I don't know, I don't, my balancing act at the moment feels just being fine with things being utterly chaotic and imperfect I'm really rolling with that um and I quite enjoy once I stopped trying to sort of control things I just felt so much more liberated so that literally just the surrendering of the reins feels like um the best way that I know how to do it at the moment um I love that I love that that feels so so akin to like my own situation as well I feel like I feel for me, there's like a big, a big distinction between what I would describe as like a busy day and what I would describe as a full day. I think for me, like busy when I like this is it's very it's only you know a personal thing. Um when I talk about busyness, I associate that with being like really stressed and like just trying to like get through everything, whereas fullness I feel comes with like like managing your business that you feel really passionate about and doing things that like maybe your day is full but it's full of things that you you enjoy doing and I know how much um passion and you have for your work for example so um like to me things like this being part of my like busy day is like it's just such a treat um so I love that um and yeah, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about your business. So um, maybe first of all, we could start with what circling is, because I know for many of the listeners, um, it might be a new concept. 
I wonder whether um, I'll talk about what circling is in a minute, but it might be. I, I wonder if I should tell you the story of how I got to do it. Yes, that, yes. That might, help, that might help explain what it is because circling as a concept was not something that I was familiar with. Mm. So my background um, is that I uh, was a documentary filmmaker and spent fourteen years making all sorts of things, but predominantly documentary films for um, the BBC and Channel Four. And through that career, my job was to um, create a space. I I, I predominantly worked on uh, films that were very, very sensitive or had some sort of traumatic um, content. So um, lots of very sensitive medical programs, things about domestic violence, rape, really, really delicate topics. And as part of that process, in order to well, firstly, to be a responsible filmmaker, but secondly, to um, make sure that the film had sort of depth. It was my job to create a space where people could feel really, really comfortable to share their story vulnerably. And the cross section of people I met over those that number of years was huge. And um, I'd often meet people who, on the surface, you'd think, goodness I don't know whether they'll be able to share or will have anything to share necessarily and what I found through consistently creating spaces for people to feel comfortable to share was that every single person had has a story that will make your heart bleed I think um I've said that for years and then I read something that I think Liz Gilbert says that in one of her books and I was like yes Liz yes. <laughs> I know it's I couldn't agree more and I think that there was something about that process of sitting people in a chair creating a creating a really tender space although anyone who works in um, film and television probably wouldn't characterize that that's how I that's how I approached it creating a tender space for people to open up just it really helped me recalibrate how I saw other human beings because I would someone would sit in the chair and I would have all of these expectations about who they were about what life they'd led and about what they were going to say and every single time I was completely astonished by what unfolded. And it was a real lesson in like, wow, there's something quite special here about offering this particular kind of space. Mm. And um, often people would have a really therapeutic experience of telling their story and it would shift something within them. And as the listener, I would feel similar. Something would shift in me. And I thought, well, this is amazing. So that's the background. Um, and alongside that, I was very involved in sort of the self-development world and the healing world and had done all sorts of, had all sorts of experiences in that space. But I, I don't think I'd ever been to Circle, um, although I'd been to Circle-like spaces. And I had this sort of notion that I wanted to try and, I wanted to try and recreate that um, tender space that I'd seen people be able to um, you know share and unfold uh in a different format and bring people together to do that and that's how sister stories was born I had this very clear idea and a very clear idea for a format um and sort of using the experience that I had I held my first what would turn out to be a circle and it was only through I only subsequently found out that this was circle work and then went on to do all sorts of training in circle to make sure that I you know knew knew how to do it but in essence Circle is a space where my interpretation of it is it's a space where people can come together to 
share and to be seen and heard in a way that defies all of the social conventions that allows you to be vulnerable that is a place where you won't get lots of advice and responses to what you said you can simply speak aloud what's going on for you and have the cathartic experience of um, doing that act and it sounds really simple but it's so 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 potent um so since that first circle I held four years ago I've heard held literally hundreds and have always been astonished by their power that was a very long answer to your question. As, no, this is it because it, my next question was going to be about your story because I find it's such an inspiring story. And I find that, um, so I I talk a lot about this, um, I mentioned to you before, about this Steve Jobs quote about how um, like quite often our, like what we find is like our purpose or our calling or whatever in life, like becomes clear if we follow our curiosities. And he talks about how, um, the dots often only join up in hindsight. And so, you know, hearing your story in in retrospect, like it feels like so so obvious <laughs> that this is what you were meant to do. But I imagine like very early on when you were, you know, in, in the, the TV industry, like the thought of what might be for you in terms of your business in like five years time that I'm sure that didn't feel obvious at all at the time but yet in hindsight it all makes perfect sense um so I love that it's such I say it's such an incredible story I think the other um part like just as you were described like as you were talking there and describing like the slowness and the gentleness of the space like you're um, I know the listeners can't see your mannerisms, but like that, and even the pace of your voice really, really reflected that. I feel like I almost got a taste of it as you were speaking, and I noticed that it makes me want to slow down as well. Um, and I think that creating that space for someone can be such like a valuable gift. Um, and I imagine for many, like when you were in, in the TV industry, for many of those people, like that could have been the first time that, that that space was created for them and that they were able to speak and share their story in that way. So it just, it, like it, in one way, it seems simple, but it also strikes me as such like an incredible gift to be able to, to offer someone. You're right. Most people aren't listened to. You know, most people never, ever get asked that question. You know, you and I are sitting here doing this podcast and it's sort of become part of our job to tell our story, which is like, wow. But for, for the average person, they never get asked. And therefore, when uh, the opportunity arises, it's um, it can feel completely revelatory to them how it is to be. Yeah, how it feels to be heard. Mm. But going to what you were saying about circle spaces and kind of creating that space for yourself to enter into the kind of environment where you are really held and you get to be in community and have this shared experience of um, sitting together in our humanity. Um, It is beautiful, but one of the challenges I find is that because there's no, there's no, um, guaranteed outcome it's not something that if you're inviting people to circle you know when I'm writing my description I can't say and it will do this and it will do this and it will do this because it's not that kind of space Mm. so people carving out the time for themselves to enter a space where it feels a little bit hard to quantify and qualify like what it is and what will happen 
it always amazes me when people do take that really generous step for themselves of coming because it's not like other, you know, in the sort of well-being industry, there are so many things that promise you results. And with the work I do, I cannot do that. I do not do that. So it's a, it's a softer um, promise, if you like, and yet people still manage to take themselves there. And often people will come and say, I don't quite, I didn't really know what this was. I didn't really know why I was coming, but I felt I had to, and I have never been more glad. (laughs) It's, it's, to me, it's like the, the outcome is, is like in the experience as it were, like being able to immerse yourself in that experience. Um, And even if that means that you come and, and don't feel called to speak, like just having that space, like a quiet, calm, like gentle space feels like um like it's so unusual in in our our society today where um you know there's just we're always on there's always things around us to distract us and things are are so like fast-paced um I think just having that space alone is is really valuable I, I think so because if even if you were to come and just listen um, the thing that uh, when you're listening in that space, what and other people are sharing, there's people often describe this kind of sensation of um, realizing how deeply connected we all are. Because someone will share a story, and you will sit there and listen and hear something that really resonates with you in what every single person says. And the impact of that is like, wow, this it re um, you know, in a time when we all there's so much division and conflict and it's a you know it feels like quite a fraught world out there doesn't it in a time like that to be able to see these common threads of humanity it kind of reignites your compassion and reignites the sense that we are all part of this rich tapestry of human life mm-hmm. and regardless of, you know regardless of what we look like what we sound like what our surface story is you know the judgments we make about someone when they walk in the room or enter the zoom if we're doing an online one they all melt away and it really can I think it's a very important tool to help us all recalibrate our um yeah that sense of connection and kind of uh surrendering judgment actually yes absolutely absolutely and I think that um so for me my first like my taste my first taste of circling was through um like very early on in lockdown and it was my um one of my own coaches Bix Anderton she runs um Connection Cafe every Wednesday morning I'll do a little shout out for that as well and and um what really struck me was the group of people that came together there were in all different parts of the world um and in very different life circumstances so you know for example I was the my my younger son he was he was he was very young at that time so quite often I went along with him um but I was the only parent in the group um you know as one example of of differences and yet I find like at the core of it we had so much in common in terms of like you know, in lockdown life, the types of things that people find challenging were were often like at the root of it, it was the same that people were struggling for deep connection with others. Um and so like that sense of connection that you talk about, like it really came through so strongly. And I love how that then can really carry over into life outside 
of of the circle space because for me it's allowed me to just be so much more open-minded and like I think it's impossible not to I was going to say judge but like make assumptions about people on some level like I think it's human nature (laughs) you know our brains want to tell a story about other people but it's really helped me notice when those assumptions come up in in everyday life and that might be you know when I see someone walking along the street or it might be like with you know my my partner or my close relatives when I'm like assuming that I know what's going on for them just because of the expression on their face for example um so I love that it can be so powerful out of out of the space itself and it's true about the judgment with others and that sort of you know almost like the social piece of it like it can have mm. social impact but the other piece of it is that when you sit in a room or you sit in a space with people who are sharing their vulnerabilities and their vulnerabilities might be huge or it might be a very very small thing that's happened that day that's sort of alive for them and they need to talk about it's that it allows that recognition that everybody has got stuff they're dealing with and it can be a gateway to self-compassion by thinking like, oh my goodness, it's not, it's not just me. It's so mm. easy to make ourselves wrong when we feel, you know, when we've got stuff going on or we're challenged. And again, getting that little, it's almost like we're opening, um, we're sort of looking behind the stage door, kind of like <laughs> yeah. behind the curtain of like people's lives. And that's incredibly important because the the woman who walks in who looks incredibly set or to, you know well together put well put together you follow her on instagram she's got this amazing life or, or, and her sharing something very tender you you see her afresh and think like oh my god it's it's not just me i'm mm. not alone it's all of us and it's so it's it's that dual compassion compassion for self and compassion for others and i really enjoy that dynamic and i always feel kind of even when i'm hosting it's like a healing thing hosting yes feeling feeling softened and feeling reconnected to mm. what i reconnected to on that day i love that so um like if we go right back to that day when you held your the first ever um what would become a circle in in your living room like um i know a little bit of your business story and it seemed that like you got a very like quick verification that you were really like on to something that people really needed and so I wondered if you could tell us a little share a little bit more about what happened next um it's funny because you say my business story and I even now I think oh goodness do I have a business because <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the intention so I was doing my filmmaking I was in that world I had um this is a a bit of an aside but this is where the experience of doing the first gathering came I'd had um I'd had to have uh, brain surgery quite and was majorly ill and was in recovery from that, which is where the sort of space opened up for me to experiment with something like um, this idea that I had for sister stories. And in essence, I put together a little invitation and said, I'm creating this kind of space, a space for stories to be shared, a space for people to be seen and heard. You know, here's the date, here's the time. And within an hour of posting it on Instagram, I had probably about, 500 Instagram followers or something it was like no you know I didn't have an audience I wasn't someone who like I was just a person sharing this and within an hour all of the tickets had gone and it some people I knew but some people I'd never come across before and then I thought goodness this is really interesting so I put out another one um the next day for a later date and again it filled within 24 hours and within 
after those two first gatherings, every two weeks, I was holding circles that I had more demand for than I had places because there was such a need for this kind of space. And how that sort of evolved over time is that when I deepened in my practice and deepened in my learning, I eventually started training others to lead their own circles in their own communities because I have one very particular flavour of doing it and I will reach a particular kind of person. And it's really important that these spaces are as accessible and sort of led by as many different people all over the world as possible. So started to invite people in to train um, to facilitate these kinds of spaces, which is a real, um, it's a very delicate art, but people learn to do it so beautifully. And again, you know, when you say about business, now I have a, you know, I have in the last year, I've trained 200 people to do it. And it's just a sort of astonishing, it's never been by design. It's never been like, okay, I'm going to set up a business. It's going to be called Sister Story. It's going to do this. No, it's all been step by step following the, um, following a sort of intuitive sense of what's following an intuitive sense of my own, but also listening to what's needed and follow, responding to what mm. people are saying that they want. And that feels a really beautiful way to do it. And even now it doesn't feel like a business, although it's my work, it feels like a vocation. It feels like a um, an act of service where people are paying me for my time because I give all my time to it. But that's, you know, yeah, as I hear the word business, I sort of bristle because it feels not that there's anything wrong with business, but it, it feels like it's a sort of soul's calling. Mm, an exchange of love more than, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. And like that, that comes across so strongly, like both in, you know, I'm um, in, in the communications that you put out and like everything that I, everything that I see from you, like on the front of the business it feels like you it feels like you there and like your your open arms and um like that real passion really really shines through and um it has that real like personal and touch of connection I love it I love it um and I when you were talking that I have this gorgeous image of like I know quite often in business we talk about like the ripple effect and that's how it feels for this work like it feels like creating the all these these different styles and types of circles like it feels like you've really facilitated what well, you are facilitating this amazing ripple effect across the world and I think it's so exciting to think what um like the impact what impact that can have in in all different areas on all different types of people and um you know what could come from that it feels like just at the minute the way the world is it it feels like such a nice thing to be spreading it's like a remembering that's happening because it's you know gathering together in this way is one of the most primal human ways of coming together around a fire to share in a story-based form and um over time particularly in the West, that has just sort of fallen away. And thankfully, lots of indigenous cultures over the world have kept that practice alive, but it, it is native to every culture. It's that some cultures have forgotten it. Mm-hmm. And I think particularly in the, you know, we're both in the UK, I think in the UK, there have been people for years doing this work. So the the piece of the puzzle for me is trying to work out, we all have individual expressions of that work. And if I can read, if my approach resonates with some people, and we can push that out. That feels like um, 
part of this wider mission. There's a big network of people doing this stuff. And I love trying to plug into that and working out like, what's this articulation of this special? Yeah. Like, who do I want to speak to? How do I interpret it? And who might be drawn to the way that we do things here? Um, yeah the ripple effect is huge because the more people do it in their individual style with their individual backgrounds and cultures and all of those things the more people have access to it I love it I love it and so on that um to to wrap up if 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 someone hasn't tried circling before and fancies giving it a go or if maybe they they are experienced in circling but would be interested in um like getting qualified how can we find you online so the two best places are um my, the website sisterstories.co where events and trainings coming up are listed and the second place is on instagram um at sisterstoriesuk and i'm really i'm always open to someone sending me a message or a voice note and saying i like this but i don't know what it is can you tell me more <laughs> i'm really happy to really happy to talk you through anything that comes up for you as you listen to this conversation if you feel like you maybe want to go along, but I'm unsure. Do just message me. I'll always get back to you. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, I'll link both of those things in, in the show notes. And am I right in thinking that you have a, a, another facilitator training? Yes. Coming so, soon too. Yeah. Yeah. We begin the next round of facilitator training in January 2022. So um, yeah, it's a four month process where you get well. You learn how to facilitate circles, but really it's an entire self-development journey of transformation. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's um yeah if you're interested get into contact and I can share fantastic thank you so much well thank you so much for your time Gemma and this felt like such a a nourishing conversation and I'm sure it will um provide so much value as well thank you so much wonderful to talk to you all right bye. bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the balancing act podcast if you'd like to connect with other working mums just like you who are seeking more balance in their everyday, then come join us on the free Facebook community, The Balancing Act for Working Mums. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on your favourite platform so that we can spread the word to all the working mums out there looking for more balance. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.